Good afternoon. I'm Rain Musni. Dayline Philippines weekend begins right now. The threat of COVID-19 did not stop thousands of devotees from participating in this year's Feast of the Black Nazarene or Traslacion. Around 6,000 personnel from the Manila Police District and the National Capital Region Police Office are deployed around Quiapo to maintain peace and order. This is also to ensure health protocols against the spread of COVID-19 are strictly followed. Father Douglas Badong, parochial vicar of the Minor Basilica of the Black Nazarene says the commemoration this year is so far peaceful. Very cooperative yung mga deboto, uh, matyaga na naghihintay, uh, pumipila, patuloy yung pakiusap at announcement na i-maintain yung social distancing. The annual feast, the grand procession of the image of the Black Nazarene that draws millions, has been cancelled because of the continuing health crisis. The number of black Nazarene devotees in the vicinity of Quiapo Church has been decreasing. Jerome Lantin now joins us live for an update. Jerome, go ahead. Good afternoon, Rain. According to the Manila Public Information Office, the crowd estimate 8.30 this morning was around 32,700 devotees inside Quiapo Church and surrounding areas like Quezon Boulevard, Plaza Miranda, Villa Lobos, Plaza San Juan, and Carriedo. But that number dropped to 22,840 as of 9.30 because devotees come and go each Mass. Despite the COVID-19 pandemic and the requests of Quiapo Church, Manila LGU, and Manila Police District, thousands of devotees still chose to come here to show their devotion to the Black Nazarene. Rain, even though the uh, crowd estimate has reached thousands, it is very low compared to last year's estimate at around the same time, which reached 2,371,000. The masses are held hourly with a 15 minutes interval each, each mass to give time to disinfect Capo Church. Earlier, we spoke with uh, MPD District Director, Police Brigadier General Leo Francisco, and uh, he said that even though devotees are cooperative, their biggest challenge is still implementing physical distancing. As of this time, no untoward incident has been reported and no one violated the liquor ban. The Philippines adds Austria to its travel ban list after the country detected a new COVID-19 variant from South Africa. Malacanang says starting January 10 to January 15, foreign passengers from Austria or those who have been to Austria within 14 days upon their arrival in the Philippines will not be allowed entry. Filipino citizens coming from Austria will be welcomed, but they would have to undergo RT-PCR testing as well as a 14-day quarantine even if they obtain a negative swab test result. At least 27 other countries with confirmed cases of a new COVID-19 strain are also covered by the travel ban. The health department assures the public it is working hard to monitor if the new variants have already entered the country. 
sa ngayon, meron na tayong tatlong variant na binabantayan. Ito po yung sa UK na type na variant. Ito po yung sa South Africa na variant. And then there was this identified variant then dito naman sa Malaysia. We're getting samples no from the different regions, specifically in Mindanao, in Visayas, because we would like to see if in these areas meron din po tayo makita. China's Clover Biopharmaceuticals given the green light to hold clinical trials here in the Philippines for its COVID-19 vaccines. Clover is now the second COVID vaccine developer after the Janssen unit of Johnson & Johnson to receive approval for clinical trials in the country. Meanwhile, Russia's Gamaleya Institute has filed its application for emergency use authorization in the Philippines for its Sputnik V or Sputnik V vaccine. The Food and Drug Administration says it would take around 21 days to decide on the EUA. The agency is already reviewing the applications of Pfizer-BioNTech and AstraZeneca. The World Health Organization calls out rich countries as low- and middle-income nations struggle to secure doses of COVID-19 vaccines. The WHO asks countries with excessive vaccine supply to stop striking bilateral deals with manufacturers allow poorer nations to get their own. Britain, European Union members and the U.S. have been at the forefront or, or front of the queue for vaccine deliveries from companies including Pfizer, Moderna and AstraZeneca. This is where the current challenge is. At present, 42 countries are rolling out safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines. 36 of these are high-income countries, and six are middle-income countries. So there is a clear problem that low and most middle-income countries are not receiving the vaccine yet. The WHO's call comes as global infections near 89 million. More than 1.9 million people have died, while nearly 50 million others have recovered. U.S. President-elect Joe Biden to roll out an economic stimulus package worth trillions of dollars. Biden says his team is assembling a pandemic relief package that would increase stimulus checks for Americans, extend unemployment insurance, and send billions of dollars in aid to local governments grappling with a health crisis. The package would also include funds for vaccine distribution, rent forbearance for tenants, as well as assistance to schools and small businesses. More details of the package will be laid out next week. This comes after latest data showed the U.S. economy shed 140,000 jobs in December amid a resurgent COVID-19 crisis. We need more direct relief flowing to families, small businesses, including Finishing the job of getting people the $2,000 in relief, direct payment. $600 is simply not enough when you have to choose between paying rent, putting food on the table, keeping the lights on. U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi moves to rein in President Donald Trump's powers during his last 12 days in office. In a letter to Democratic lawmakers, Pelosi said she spoke with Army General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, about taking precautions to ensure that Trump cannot launch a military attack or a nuclear strike in his remaining days as president. That's as she described Trump as unhinged 
after having incited his supporters to storm the Capitol. Pelosi also said she hasn't heard back from Vice President Mike Pence on whether he would agree to top Democrats' request that he invoke the 25th Amendment to remove Trump from office. She adds they still hope to get a positive response from him as soon as possible. Twitter also curbing President Trump's reach on social media. The social networking site has permanently suspended Trump from the platform, citing the risk of further incitement of violence. Trump's account was initially suspended for just 12 hours on January 6 due to severe violations of Twitter's civic integrity policy. But Twitter took further action, saying the president's recent tweets, like the one where he praised his supporters as great American patriots, threatened to ratchet up tensions in a country still reeling from the pro-Trump mob that stormed the Capitol on Wednesday. This comes as a historic rebuke for a president who had used Twitter to rise to political prominence from forwarding his policies to dispersing falsehoods and criticizing dissenters for all of his 88 million followers to see. Trump's official POTUS account, meanwhile, remains active. Before getting suspended on Twitter, U.S. President Trump announced that he will skip the inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden on January 20th. His decision comes as his presidency continues to implode amid growing calls for his removal. This will be the first time in over 150 years or since 1869 that an outgoing U.S. president will miss the transfer of power to the incoming leader. For Biden, Trump's decision to skip the ceremony is a good thing, adding the outgoing leader is an embarrassment to the country. He's one of the most incompetent presidents in the history of the United States of America. And so the idea that I think he shouldn't be out of office yesterday is not the issue. The question is, what happens with 14 days left to go or 13 days left to go? And I think that what 81 million people stood up and said, it's time for him to go. But the Senate will now move. House Democrats, meanwhile, say an unprecedented second impeachment of Trump could be ready for a vote next week. On Thursday, Trump vowed a peaceful transition of power as he finally recognized the victory of Biden following a deadly mayhem at the Capitol. Over a dozen individuals facing criminal charges in the U.S. District Court in D.C. for their roles in what, or Wednesday's Capitol Hill riots. The 13 defendants include Richard Barnett, the man who was photographed sitting at House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's desk. The FDI says Barnett has already turned himself in to authorities in Arkansas. The Justice Department also says another 40 people are facing lesser charges. Many of those individuals were arraigned on Thursday. Some have been released with an order from the judge not to return to Washington unless it is for court appearances or meetings with their attorneys. Back here at home, flooding triggered by nonstop rains inundate large parts of the Philippine province of Negros Occidental. Disaster officials say most of the areas affected are in the northern part of the province. More than 1,500 people have been evacuated in Talisay, Victorias, and Silay. Finish rain talaga yung uh, isang factor, no? Plus, marami rin kaming nakitang mga, ano, no, mga... Uh, 
uh, obstruction sa ating mga river system like uh, mga garbage and mga siltation ng creeks and river banks natin uh, river system no na nag-contribute uh, din sa sa pagtaas uh, ng tubig sa ating area Heavy snowfall brought by storm Philomena paralyzes traffic in more than 400 roads across Spain. Authorities expect to up to 8 inches of snow to fall within the next 24 hours with recorded temperatures reading minus negative or rather negative 36 degrees Celsius. The snow has also prompted the suspension of high-speed rail services in the capital Madrid as well as the closure of the city's airport. Spain State Meteorological Agency expects Philomena to weaken and move northeast toward France by Sunday. In sports now, Tokyo residents are still wary of pushing through with the Olympic Games as they fear a large influx of foreign visitors could lead to a spike in coronavirus infections. This report. As Tokyo woke up to its second state of emergency on Friday, many people believe it will be difficult perhaps impossible to host the Tokyo Olympic Games safely this summer. A day earlier, Japan's Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga said that the rescheduled sports showpiece will go ahead and that vaccines are the key to making it happen and happen safely. I think it's possible to hold the Olympics because administering vaccines has begun around the world. I want to start vaccinations in Japan by the end of February. If we take appropriate measures, I think the public feelings will change. In any case, I would like to do all I can in putting in place coronavirus measures. His optimism isn't shared by many Tokyo locals, who have concerns that a large influx of foreign visitors could cause further infection spikes, and opinion is still split in the Japanese capital. A recent poll showed only 27% of people wanted the event to go ahead as planned, while a third called for the games to be scrapped altogether. Yuki Furusho is a student in the city. I think the interaction between people will cause further spread of the coronavirus, and also it is more likely that the virus may mutate if the infection numbers are increasing. I feel that's a bit scary. The traditional torch relay to signal the countdown to the Olympics is due to begin in Fukushima on March 25th while the games themselves are scheduled to begin in the last week of July. The Ball brothers face off for the first time in an NBA game with the younger LaMelo Ball drawing first blood. Melo nearly logged a triple-double with 12 points, 10 rebounds and 9 assists, while his older brother finished with only 5 points, 2 boards and 3 assists. The Pelicans led by as many as 18 points in the first half with the Hornets only taking their first lead in the fourth quarter. Over in Detroit, the Pistons hand the Phoenix Suns their third loss of the season, following a 110-105 overtime thriller. Two free throws from Jeremy Grant and uh, Mason Plumley dunk kept Detroit alive and sent the game into an extra period. Grant, who posted 31 points and 10 rebounds, finished it off with a three from the corner with 18 seconds left. The Suns now fall to second seed in the Western Conference standing. 
And the Memphis Grizzlies snapped a five-game home losing streak after rallying to beat the Brooklyn Nets 115-110. to Dylan Brooks led the way with 24 points as Memphis withstood blowing a 22-point lead and survived a 43-point attack from Karis Levert. Levert, the Nets were without Kyrie Irving, who missed a second straight game for personal reasons. His absence also coincided with Kevin Durant's COVID-19 quarantine period. And that's Dateline Philippines Weekend. I'm Rain Musni. Thank you so much for joining us and keep it here on ANC.